Welcome to Golden Gems with Dave Shaw and Bill Hansen. We review each week the career and personal life of one of the great unforgettable artists of the golden days of radio. So please join with us on a trip down memory lane as we take a look at today's artist. Then go to our website, www.goldengems.net, where we will also look at more of their career and play some of their most unforgettable great hits, which we are unable to share on the podcast. We invite you to join us there also. But for now, sit back and relax as we talk about the life of today's unforgettable artist of the golden days of radio. Welcome to Golden Gems. Our podcast today, we're featuring Ronnie Millsap. A summation of the life and career of Ronnie Millsap could not be summed up better than the one written by Stephen Thomas Earlwine, with credit to his work. Let us share that with you today. Ronnie Millsap Biography No country singer had as smooth a touch as Ronnie Millsap, blending country and soul so elegantly it could often appeal to a pop audience, and it did. There's No Getting Over Me went all the way to number five on Billboard's Hot 100 in 1981. Millsap also had deep roots in soul. Long before he was a fixture on the country charts, during his prime he racked up 35 number one hits. Millsap cracked the R&B charts with a version of Ashford and Simpson's Never Had It So Good. And that familiarity with rhythm and blues was apparent throughout his work. Nevertheless, his strength lay in taking it easy, a quality evident on pure love, his breakthrough number one in 1974. Arriving just after Charlie Rich brought a similar country soul synthesis into the upper reaches of the charts, Pure Love rocketed to number one on Billboard's country charts, followed to that position by Please Don't Tell Me How the Story Ends, a one-two punch that turned the singer into a star. What a great tribute by him, and great credit as well. Millsap sustained that stardom for nearly two decades, remaining a fixture in charts by subtly slyly adapting to the times. He borrowed some of the urbane he borrowed some of the urbane sickness of urban cowboy at the dawn of the eighties and happily made videos during the peak of MTV. As he entered his mature phase, he capitalized on a nostalgic streak, remaking rock and roll chestnuts in the mid eighties, thereby setting himself up to ease into the oldies circuit once the hits dried up in the early nineties. Despite relying on his old songs, Millsap never entirely stopped recording, resurfacing every decade or so for a splashy comeback along the lines of 2006's My Life or 2019's The Duets albums that punctuated such easy rolling records as 2021's A Better Word for Love. Millsap earned an induction into the Country Music Hall of Fame in 2014. Ronnie Millsap was born in Robbinsville, North Carolina, on January 16, 1943. Due to congenital glaucoma, he was born nearly blind. 
His mother took this as a sign that God was punishing her for sins. So she left her son behind to be raised by his grandparents. When he was five, Millsap was sent to Raleigh's Governor Moorhead School for the Blind, and that's where he discovered a deep love of music, cultivated by close listening to radio broadcasts. Encouraged by his teachers, Millsap began studying classical music, and while he learned several instruments, he gravitated toward piano. Already a fan of country and R&B, he became obsessed with rock and roll once it hit in 1965. Soon he was playing in a teenage rock and roll outfit called the Apparitions, which kept him busy until he headed to George's Young Harris College on a full scholarship. Millsap didn't complete his pre-law program. Music drew him to the clubs instead. After a spell playing with the Atlanta-based R&B combo, The Dimensions, during which time he released the single Total Disaster on Princess Records in 1963. Millsap was hired as the keyboardist for J.J. Cale's touring band. In 1965, he signed with Scepter Records, who put out Never Had It So Good that year. Co-written by Nicholas Ashford and Valerie Simpson, Never Had It So Good became Millsap's first charting hit, reaching 19 on the Billboard's R&B chart. Its flip side, Let's Go Get Stoned, also written by Ashford and Simpson, was soon popularized by Ray Charles. Millsap stayed with Scepter through 1968, releasing a total of six singles, but none of them came close to replicating the impact of his debut 45 for the label. As his Scepter contract drew to a close, Millsap moved to Memphis, Tennessee in the late 60s, where he struck up a relationship with producer Chips Moman. Hired as part of Moman's house band, he appeared on several hits, including Elvis Presley's 1970 smash, Kentucky Rain, while also working on his recording career. Moman issued two Millsap singles on his Chips imprint in 1970, Loving You is a Natural Thing and Arose by Any Other Name, but neither made waves. Warner signed Millsap in 1971, releasing the full-length Dan Penn produced Ronnie Millsap that year. While it hinted at the sound would later take the singer to stardom, it didn't gain an audience. After moving to Nashville, Millsap happened to meet Charlie Pride, who encouraged the pianist to target a country audience and put him in touch with his manager, Jack Day Johnson. In 1973, Millsap signed to Warner, which rushed the single I Hate You out into the marketplace. I Hate You did well, reaching 10 on Billboard's country chart. But in 1974, he became a star, thanks to the twin number ones, Pure Love, and Please Don't Tell Me How the Story Ends. So strong was this start that the Country Music Association named him Male Vocalist of the Year for 1974, while taking home 
1975 Grammy for Best Male Country Vocal Performance for Please Don't Tell Me How the Story Ends. The Country Music Association would name Millsap Male Vocalist of the Year in 1976 and 1977, a sign of his runaway popularity in the late 70s. Between the 1974's I'd Be a Legend in My Time and 1979's Nobody Likes Sad Songs, he hit the top of the Billboard Country Charts ten times with Daydreams About Night Things, 1975. I'm a Stand By My Woman Man, 1976. It was almost like a song, 1977. And only One Love in My Life, 1978 spending multiple weeks in the pole position. It was almost like a song became his first single to crack the pop top 40, climbing all the way to number 16 while reaching 7 on the adult contemporary chart. It was a harbinger of what was to come in the first half of the 80s. During the early 80s, Millsap subtly adopted some urban cowboy and soft rock production techniques a move that consolidated his position in the top ten in both the country and adult contemporary charts. Beginning with 1980's Why Don't You Spend the Night, Millsap dominated the top position on Billboard's country charts, reaching number one 13 times between 1980 and 1984. One of the rare times he missed the top slot was with the 1983's Stranger in My House, a song that went to 8 on the contemporary chart and peaked at 23 on Billboard's Top 40. It arrived after a streak when Millsap was crossing over into pop charts with regularity. Beginning with 1980's Smoky Mountain Rain, which went to 24 pop and number 1 AC. The following years brought There's No Getting Over Me, his biggest pop hit, it reached number five on the Hot 100, number two on the Adult Contemporary. The next two years were his most successful as a crossover act, thanks to the hits I Wouldn't Have Missed It For The World in 1981, Any Day Now in 1982, He Got You also in 1982, and Don't Know How Much I Love You. In 1983. This hot streak led the Academy of Country Music to name Millsap their top male vocalist in 1982. Millsap maintained his strength on Billboard's country charts during the second half of the 80s, scoring another 10 number one hits between 1985 and 1989, including the Kenny Rogers duet Make no mistake, she's mine, which took home the Best Country Vocal Performance Duet Grammy in 1987. Only two of these managed to be major adult contemporary hits, and both were heavily nostalgic. The oldies ode, Lost in the Fifties Tonight, in the Still of the Night, went to eight in 1985, and Happy Happy Birthday Baby, a cover of the Fifties Chestnut, by the Toon Weavers. As the 90s began, Millsap remained a reliable hitmaker. 
reaching the Billboard Country Top 10 another four times in 1990 and 1991. But country radio began to embrace the new generation spearheaded by Garth Brooks around the time Millsap left his longtime home of RCA for Liberty. True Believer, the title song of his 1993 debut for Liberty, proved to be his last top 40 hit, peaking at 30. Liberty released only one album from Millsap before he left for Capital Nashville. There he re-recorded his hits, as sings his best hits for Capitol Records in 1996. For the next few years, Millsap worked on the oldie circuit, finally making his return to the studio with the Image Entertainment release Just for a Thrill, a collection of standards, in 2004. He returned to RCA in 2006 for My Life, an album designed as comeback to the country mainstream. It reached 46 on the Billboard's album charts, his first place placement there since 1991. Three years later, Millsap delivered Then Sings My Soul, his first collection of gospel and inspirational music. It peaked at number 19 on the country charts and 8 on the Christian charts. Bigger Picture released Country Again in 2011, but his next heavily promoted release was Summer Number 17, a collection of oldies covers which appeared on Sony Legacy in 2014. Following Gospel Greats in 2016, Millsap released The Duets, a 2019 collection that paired him with old friends like Willie Nelson and new stars like Casey Musgraves. Millsap cut versions of several of his favorite songs for A Better Word for Love, an album released in April of 2021. Well, before closing out today, just a little bit about his personal life. In 1965, Millsap married Joyce Reeves. They had one son, Ronald Todd Millsap, who was found dead on February 23, 2019, on his houseboat from an apparent medical condition. Ronald Todd's son, who had not heard from his father for the past two days, found the body. Ronald Todd was 49. Joyce Reeves Millsap died on September 6, 2021. She'd been battling leukemia since 2014. She was 81 years old. Millsap is an advanced class amateur radio operator. His call sign is WB4KCG. He was awarded a star on the Music City Walk of Fame in Nashville, Tennessee on November 5th. 2006. Ronnie Millsap continues to be active in the world of country music, even today. What a great tribute to a great singer and great individual. If you haven't yet, we invite you to go to our webcast, www.goldengems.net, and hear a little bit more about his career and listen to some of his greatest hits. Thanks for being with us today. We hope you're having as much enjoyment as we are reliving some of the unforgettable memories 
from the golden days of radio. To learn more about the career of today's artist and listen to several of their greatest hits, we invite you to go to our website, www.goldengems.net. May we also encourage you to tell your friends about the show. We would love to have them join us in these little trips down memory lane. And as always, we invite your feedback or comments on goldengemsradio at gmail.com. So until next episode, this is Dave and Bill heading back into the archives to dust off some more unforgettable memories to share with you on Golden Gems. <laughs>